Hey girl, welcome to The Breakthrough. My name is Mackenzie and I'm your host. I'm on staff with In Christ Ministries and I have the pleasure of running The Breakthrough. It has been a crazy past couple weeks, just let me tell you. Last week we ended The Breakthrough Summit and we are getting ready to kick off The Breakthrough Advanced Train Group, which is incredible. If you want any more information on what In Christ Ministries offers, whether that's through youth group or our outreach ministry or The Breakthrough, um, please visit In Christ dot org. I think that you will just love <laughs> what God shares with you through that page and you'll see our full spectrum of a ministry. So overall, God's just doing a lot in, in Christ ministries and we continue to see his faithfulness in all things past, present, and future. Um, I want to thank you for your grace as uh, the consistent content should start flowing regularly now that we have a set schedule and we're praying for the school year, but it has been a little iffy um, with things just being crazy and us prepping for it. So I just want to thank you for your grace and patience, and there should be a consistent flow of content from here on out throughout the year. Um, but to kick off this podcast, I want to talk to you guys about a subject that a friend and I were talking about earlier this week, and it's about the waiting place. And the waiting place is a place we probably all have experienced at some point in our life, if not in that place right now. And the waiting place is this area in your life where you really don't know what's going to happen. You don't know how God's going to use you. Um, A waiting place can feel like a desert. It can feel painful. It can feel like you have been abandoned, right? Or it can be living in the mundane and you just don't see God moving things around your life and you feel like you are repeating almost like Groundhog Day right? The waiting place is something that a lot of us want to get out of, right? But we all know it. Even Dr. Seuss talks about it in Oh, the Places You Go. He talks about waiting for the train to go or the bus to come or the plane to go or the mail to come or the rain to go or the phone to ring or the snow to snow. Everyone is just waiting, right? Waiting for the fish to bite, waiting to fly, to fly a kite, Waiting for another chance. Everyone is just waiting. That's what Dr. Seuss says. But Paul in Romans actually has a couple of thoughts on the waiting place. He states in Romans 8.18, he says, For I consider that the sufferings of the present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. I want you to think about what you're waiting on right now. It might be an answer prayer. It might be getting out of a relationship. It might be having a kid or starting your family. Whatever it is, you are probably in a place of waiting, right? But he says, I consider that the sufferings of the present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. You see, when we get in this place of waiting, I think we start to become overwhelmed, anxious. We start asking the question, like, God are you even there? Like, is there anyone on the other line? Right? We we feel very alone. We feel like no one's answering our prayers, nor does anyone really care about what we want in our life. And it becomes difficult to want to just keep going because we feel like pieces are literally just not moving in our life. Right? So this is kind of interesting. Um, as I was trying to kind of research for this podcast, we see a lot of Bible characters in a place of waiting. And I use that lightly because I don't want you to look at the Bible characters as like these crazy, amazing, righteous 
perfect people because they were crazy and oh my goodness, their lives were insane and they had some messy lines. Like if you look back on Jesus's family tree, it was a messy family tree. But I want to pull someone back for um, out of the crowd and I'm going to talk about Noah. You guys, Noah built an ark for 120 years. 120 years is when he built the ark. Now I think you know, maybe your mind doesn't work this way, but when I always processed Noah when I was growing up, it was like Noah got the commandment on Monday, start building. By Wednesday, animals started to come, and by Sunday, the flood was here. Like, that's how I pictured this. But 120 years, and you have to think, these people that God was wiping off the face of the earth weren't nice people. They weren't like, Noah, you're stupid. That wasn't what they were saying. You know, you have to think about this guy is living apart from what the world has to offer. He's following God. He's the last good man on earth, right? And God has picked him out. And he's he's doing what he's supposed to be doing. You think those people left him alone or didn't bother with him? No, half of these people were part demons, right? Fallen angels. And so you have to imagine for 120 years the amount of lies and the amount of torment that he got for that period of time. I guarantee you, if you and I were in that position, because Noah's just like us, you would probably question, am I doing the right thing? God, this is really hard. I'm waiting. I'm continuing to show up. But I don't even know if you're actually going to bring a flood. But I'm going to keep showing up, I guess. Right? He waited for 120 years, not even knowing the outcome. And the craziest thing is when you think about Paul and he's saying, and he is saying that the the sufferings of this present time, so let's say Noah's sufferings, what he was walking through, people thought he was crazy and delusional. We're not comparing to the glory that would be revealed to us, right? So Noah, he saw the flood come right? He lived for a long time. But what God did with that flood was eventually years, years, years down the road, he brought Jesus. Noah didn't even get to see the goodness revealed from the single act that he did. And that might be true in your life too, where you are like, I'm persisting, I'm persisting, and I keep showing up. And the, the, the glory moment might come down years down the road where it's going, wow, my great, 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 great grandma did this, right? And it and it continued to shape my life. And they might not know that, right? But what you're doing as you wait and you trust on the Lord and you continue to push forward, just know that there's glory on the end of the tunnel, right? So waiting is normal. The peace of mind, though, that we get, that even you think of whatever Bible character you want that had to wait for periods of time that Noah had to get, was that God knew the end from the beginning. God knew what he was doing when he picked out Noah. He knew that Jesus was going to come to this earth to give us life, right? And it said, okay, I need you. I need you to do this. And during that period, you have to think that God heard the things that Noah is told. And his heart, our God's loving God, and for him to relate to Noah, for him to 
to care about Noah because it's his son, right? Noah, just, just please pay attention to me. Listen to my voice as I walk you through this, right? He's doing the same thing with you. You might not be waiting for 120 years. You might be waiting for six weeks now or 10 years or 50. You might just be waiting. But God's saying the same thing to you. Hey, listen to my voice. I'm still here. You might not see the pieces being put into place, but I'm moving. I'm working. I'm planning. And I'm still 100% control. And even in your story, God knows the end from the beginning, just like he knew Noah's, just like he knew Jesus's, just how he knew the disciples or Peter. God still knows. He still knows your emotions and he still knows your heart and he prays with you and he groans with you. So understand that during this waiting place, you're not alone. You aren't fighting for it alone. And God does hear you. There is someone on the other line. They're just saying, hey, hold on. I'm moving these pieces around. You're a big part in this big picture. You play a ginormous role. Just please persist and keep pushing forward every single day because the glory that will come won't even compare to the trials that you're facing right now. There is goodness in the waiting, right? But I want to tell you something. While you're in the waiting place, like let's just say you're like, okay, I'm at peace. I'm in the waiting place. God's going to do something good. I know that. I, I want to encourage you to do something and encourage you to not do something too. I want to encourage you to first not just sit on your couch waiting for the waiting to end. Right? I don't want you to just like sit and like legs cross and be like, all right, God, when you're ready, I'm ready. Because we can get obsessed with the waiting and you might be sitting there for a long time. But I want you to ask yourself, what can you continue to do? You see, Noah didn't wait for the flood to come to finally say, okay, I'll build the ark. That would have been too late. Right, or I'll build the ark when the animals start showing up. Then I'll then I'll prom then I'll you know keep the promise. No, I want to ask you, what can you do in this period, like Noah did every single day, to persist and move forward? Not as a rule or a law in your life. Like every single day, I'm going to read my Bible because that's not what we're about. We're not about creating laws for ourselves. Right, our our goal is to be in relationship and to understand our heavenly Father. So, what can you do while you are waiting? What can you do to get to know your heavenly Father more? What can you do to see His goodness flow out in your life, even in the waiting? Because we still have the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We still have the fruit of the Spirit. Right, you can still experience joy and abundance and peace and patience and kindness in the Holy in the waiting period. And so what can you do day to day where it's like, okay, God, I trust you, but I'm going to do my part of getting to know you even more because I can't truly trust someone I don't fully know. So my desire is just to get to know you more during this period while you're moving the shapes around. That way I, I am prepared. But through this, don't make this about you, right? On my way to work this morning, I was driving and I said, God, I don't, I don't know what this year holds. Like I have a pretty good idea. I know we're preparing for youth group and and 
you know, advanced training and all this stuff. But God, I came to a point where I said, God, I surrender all of it, which is scary. Let me tell you, that's a scary statement to say. I surrender and I promise to go full in of whatever you have planned for us. I plan to be fully immersed, but God, please reveal to me what I need to do to continue to grow in this area. Please reveal. And when you ask, God answers. So be prepared for an answer that God's going to lay on your heart. Please reveal to me. And through this, I felt him just lay, lay on my heart of rest in my truth. Rest in my creation. Rest in my goodness. And through that, it was like, okay, God, I will acknowledge while resting. I will actively acknowledge while resting your truth, your goodness, your faithfulness, how you're in control. I trust you through this whole thing. Can you do that too in the waiting? Can you say, God, I fully release this and please just reveal to me what I need to do from here on out to be prepared for when the waiting period ends. Thank you so, so much for listening and um, following up on the podcast. I hope that the breakthroughs bring some light and some answers to your day-to-day living. I pray that you are able to walk away getting to know God just a little bit more, but more than anything, getting to know who God has made you to be and the life that you were meant to live in Christ Jesus. All right, girl, I love you. I'll see you later and uh, catch us up on the breakthrough page and tell us what you took away from this, um, from this podcast. See ya.